Dear baby Jesus, I apologize. I was Talladega Nights, Ricky. Oh, Talladega Nights. I like my baby Jesus, a little sweet eight pound, nine ounce baby Jesus. Welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. That's so why I was a little late. I was having fucking bubble guts, man. I was having the blows. <laughs> I had a calzone that did not fucking agree with me. Uh-oh. I was there pulling a dumb and dumber. I thought I was going to have lift off. Piece of leather to bite down on. It was rough. <laughs> hey, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? What in the God's name of a mustached woman named Sue are we talking about tonight? Welcome back to Vibe Everybody Crews Podcast, everybody. Today, we got a returning guest that we had on very early on when we started this. Jeremy Sires, how you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you guys tonight? We're good, good. It's nice to see you again, man. I know you're busy, dude, but we appreciate you taking the time. Oh, no, man. Come on. I ain't that busy. So, ain't that busy. It's been a while, though, man. I think it was probably in the first... Yeah, you were early. A couple months of the podcast, maybe? Yeah. So. yeah, probably within the first 10 episodes, I think it was. Yeah, was I'll say it had to have been more than a year ago because it was before me. And yeah. Been here it, a year. It, was, it, was it was a while ago. It was when, Jeremy, you first hit 100,000 subs on YouTube. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was right when you hit 100,000. Yeah, it's been at least a year, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Longer than that. Shit. It's been know. a minute. What? You're tickling, what, 400 now, aren't you? Uh, not quite that. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell is it? He doesn't even. I, he doesn't even look anymore. I can tell his <laughs> his beard. His beard looks the same. He's his still beard, tat- his beard game is strong. He he's still got the tattoos, and he's had about seven thousand cups of coffee since then. You, you can't you can't get rid of the tattoos. Well, I mean you can, but yeah, but why would you want to? Well, he keeps adding them, and it's taken my sister to the edge. His she, mom, she hates him. Three she seconds. hates them. And it's like, at this stage of the game, does it really even matter? Well, that's what's funny is, you know, and it's funny because my tattoo guy was actually talking about it. We were joking around about it because when I was getting my last one I got more re- most recently, I said, ah, my mom's going to love this one. I said, you know, I'm 43. I'm covered in tattoos. And she still gets pissed at me every single time I get one, like I'm 16. And he said, man, yeah. my grandmother, because I'm a tattoo artist, he goes, and she's pretty cool as long as they're like, mellow tattoos but if i get anything that's even lightly demonic a skull something with horns anything he's like she cusses me for weeks for weeks <laughs> man and he's a tattoo artist <laughs> so that just goes to show you moms and grandmas do not give a shit how old you are <laughs> they're still gonna get mad when you get tattooed i was gonna get my neck tattooed but then i was like it doesn't really make fucking sense nobody could see it no, not with that fucking mane you're packing around. Hey, I like it. I like that change <laughs> purse you got strapped up to the bottom of your beard there. Like that? Yeah. That's, that's, that's just... That shit's like, like this if I don't. It looks like Captain Caveman. You remember Captain Caveman? <laughs> oh, I, I do remember Captain Caveman. I loved Captain like, Caveman. It's like sticks right here. And plus it gets tangled and everything. This kind of keeps it together. When you don't, it yeah. blows and gets stuck in shit. It's, it's a mess, man. Hmm. Have you reached terminal length yet, Jeremy? I think so, man. It, it grows real slow because I cut about a half inch off every few months because it gets so nasty on the ends. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's grown more than I might be gaining a half inch a year at this point. I mean, it's a slow grower at this point, man. Sure. It's fairly well, terminal. Maybe, maybe you could give him some tips and tricks from your beautician there, Ryan. I'd imagine Jeremy beautician. blow dries his shit too. Do you you have to blow dry that fucking thing? Dude, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See? What? I thought it was crazy. I told you guys. 
So Jeremy, we've had you on before, like we said, but just to refresh our audience and some of our new listeners since then, can you go ahead and give them a little bit of background about what you do and uh, how you're crushing YouTube right now? I don't know if I'd say crushing. I have some friends that are crushing YouTube. If I remember this week, I saw a Peter McKinnon, a Peter McKinnon video with a cameo with you in it. Well, and that's why I so, say I have friends that are crushing it. Cause I got friends like Peter that are just dominating the platform, man. They're, they're killing it. I, I do good enough to make a living at it. Um, yeah, I, I just do YouTube. Um, I guess the best way to describe my channel these days, it started out a long time ago as kind of tech stuff and vlogs back a long time ago when I was just kind of doing it for fun. And it's kind of evolved into just all my hobbies. So I hate the term, but I don't have a better explanation for it other than like a men's lifestyle channel. I hate that term, but I don't know. I mean, I talk about cigars a lot. I talk about whiskey a lot. I talk about pocket knives. I talk about tech sometimes, men's grooming products, beard care. I mean, the only thing I don't talk about is clothes because I wear t-shirts and jeans all the time, but you know, any other men related hobbies, pretty much. Fuck. Fleshlights. I don't, Flesh. talk about, I don't talk about guns <laughs> because YouTube's so crazy about it, but I do love the old firearms, but mm. you even mentioned that on your channel and it's demonetized. You so got to say, stop, you got to say pew pew. Yeah. You got to say pew pew. <clears throat> so what's the, uh, what's the category you said your channel is? I guess you would call it men's lifestyle. At least that's men's the men's lifestyle. But no, Jeremy's actually created a, he went against the grain from what everybody says to do when you start a channel yeah. is find a niche and, and double down on it. He went in and talked about every fucking thing. I just have ADD, man. I couldn't do it. I get bored. And you know, the whole idea of working for yourself and doing videos and stuff is enjoying it. If I'm doing the same videos over and over and over and over and over, and I know you're going to be pissed because that fucked up your audio, over, um, I just, I'm not going to be interested in doing it anymore. And if I'm not interested in doing it anymore, then my content's going to start sucking because I'm going to be dialing it in. So I just do whatever's floating my boat, man. Right. I think, hey, the last time we had you on, you had, you had done a review like a month earlier on that. What, what's the, the thing that you hold, put your phone in? Gyro, oh gyro. the fucking uh, the the gimbal. Oh, the gimbal. yeah, yeah, the Sashwan gimbal. Sashwan gimbal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably I did do a bunch of those back. It's been a yeah. I mean that shit that hasn't been a long time since so I've been on Zion Z Z Z Young. I don't think I've done a gimbal review for over a year. So yeah, no, you haven't done any tech stuff for a long time, and I mean yeah, you've got some dope shit, and you don't talk about it. Well. You know, it's one of those things, the camera gear I, I occasionally do, and I just switched over to Sony, so I'm probably going to be doing some some camera gear stuff here pretty soon. Um, but the tech stuff, that's one of the reasons I stopped doing tech is I just got bored with it. It's all the same shit, man. Like every year the iPhone comes out, and it's the same thing, right? It's yeah. got a computer monitor. It's got a few more pixels, or it's got a different fucking menu or, or whatever. It's like, it's just, it's just nothing really cool has come out in a long time. It's all just regurgitated versions of the previous model. Yeah. So are you, just, are you doing anything with the phone anymore? You used to do Sandmark lenses and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you been dabbling in that anymore? You've been strictly just no. camera, camera. Yeah. Camera, camera. The, the, the thing is those were really good before phones had like 15 lenses in them. Right. Mm-hmm. Back when iPhones had one lens, you wanted a wide angle. You wanted a telephoto. You wanted your middle, kind of range 50 millimeter equivalent, something around there. Mm-hmm. 
and you only had one lens. So the only way to do it was with Sandmark lenses, moment lenses, stuff like that. But nowadays, yeah. most of your iPhones and a lot of your other brands, they've got two and three different angles built in. They got three different lenses. So there's not as much of a need for that kind of stuff as there used to be really. Yeah. I just got the 12 and I've, I've been impressed with it. I mean, I, I've been spending more time with my camera camera, but I'm, I'm impressed with the quality of the photos. I just got the 12. My wife got the pro, but it takes photos like a beast. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, the, you don't need that stuff, right? Like you used to. It used to be that stuff really enhanced the the kind of abilities that the phone had to do different types of video and photos. But now the phones are just crushing it. Yeah. Different lenses, different angles. They're using all kind of algorithms to make the damn things have. And fuck the what the the, uh, dark. the fucking twelve Pro cat captures ten bit video. Right. It's got ten bit video. They got that lidar stuff in there, so you can focus in the dark and all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, it, you just don't. I feel bad for the guys that like Sandmark and Moment and stuff because I mean their whole business model is making these lenses and shit, and it really don't really need them anymore. I mean, no. we're not. Gonna, you do, think, you do when you have an iPhone eight S plus. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you start buying all these lenses and all this stuff, you end up spending several hundred dollars. You're almost just better off just go get a new phone. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's yeah. exactly what I did. I, yeah. I bought a new phone just for the camera stuff on it. Right. And then you don't have to pack around, you know, lenses and all this shit and be changing them out and all this. You just hit a button and you got a different lens. Exactly. J- Jeremy, let me, let me ask you this. Cause I've been watching a lot of videos on this and it seems like depending on the demographic, it goes either way. You're a big camera guy. Now, mm-hmm. do you feel that the advancement of the cameras and phones is killing the art of photography? Hmm. I don't know if I'd say killing it. I mean, it, it definitely, you know, Peter did a video on this not too recently, not only just the advancement in phones, but they've got editing software now that kind of does everything for you. Right. Yeah. I forgot uh-huh. the name of the, the, the software that this new one that came out, I can't remember it, but it really makes doing advanced editing techniques on your photos that would take somebody who'd been very, very versed in Photoshop and Lightroom somebody who's never touched one of those could probably figure out how to do some of these really advanced editing techniques with this new software in uh-huh. like probably a couple hours. Cause oh, it, just wow. does, it does a lot of it in the background for you, like sky replacements and yeah, know. it's at luminar. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Luminar. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of to your point about, you know, the, the technology and cameras, not just that, but the advancement in some of these editing, some people say, Oh yeah, but now anybody can do it. Yes. And no. There's, there's still some creativity to it. You still have to be able to frame a shot properly. Mm. You still have to know what to look for. Angles, lighting, you know, iPhones, for instance. Yep. Yeah, composition. iPhones, I always tell people, they do good, but they, they're never yeah. going to look like a, a full frame sensor camera. They, they just don't. It's, it's close, but you're never going to get there because it's yeah. too small. It's tiny. Yeah, I mean, I've been so, impressed with the photos I've seen. Like Mary, Mary takes great pictures when she goes out canoeing. Mm-hmm. And I'm always asking her, what lens is uh, you using on your, on your camera? She's like, that's my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. Cause there's some really sweet looking pics you can take with, no, these, great, with the man. right lighting. With yeah. the right lighting and stuff, Absolutely. They, they come really close, but you get your lighting off or you start bl- zooming into it and, and they fall apart a little bit. Yeah, you know? That is the truth. I've so, noticed that with my phone for sure. Yeah. Zoom in and it goes to shit. Yeah. It goes to shit in a handbasket real quick. So, I mean, there's always going to be a place. I mean, it's definitely making the camera company step their game up, right? Because they can't rest on their laurels with these phones coming in hot with all this great technology, which 
you know, all that means is, hey, if these camera companies start putting the same technology they're putting in phones and stuff in cameras, now you've got all that same technology plus a better sensor and a better lens and all that, then you're just, you know, it's going to be even, even better stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think yeah. it's killing it. Um, it's definitely allowing a, a easier entry point for people so they don't have to spend months figuring out editing software and learning complicated cameras and spending thousands of dollars on five different lenses and all this and gives you a, a good push off, but there'll always be place for both. I think Yeah, some good glass. Old. Mm-hmm. It's like going My to the heart. It's like going to the fire. <laughs> How have you, I'm surprised you guys, something <clears throat> what you got. A lot of you guys do moto vlogging and a lot of people in your community probably do have fucked with 360 cameras. You know, there, I think a lot of people talk about it, but I think the, the workflow on it kind of sucks. It's not that bad. It's I, not. I, no, I bought one recently. Cause I was like, well, I'm just going to, I saw a video, I think potato jet. I don't know if you ever watched potato jet. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, he did a video on it and I was like, hmm. yeah, that looks pretty fucking cool. I'm gonna have to try that out. Even if I don't use it very much, like just for shits and grins for fun stuff. And man, it's amazing. And I mean, it, it definitely is not as fast as editing normal footage because you get the view of everything and you have to set keyframes and all that stuff to figure out what you're looking at and all that shit. But I think originally the workflow was really difficult, but I think they've come a long way with kind of streamlining that workflow yeah. and the flexibility it gives you is fucking bananas, dude, because you're literally, you don't have to worry about where the camera's at or what it's pointed at. You just, it's recording everything. So you just fucking stick it there. It's recording everything. And then when you're in editing, you're like, oh, I want this shot now. Oh, well, no, I want this shot. Or you can zoom out and do wide. You can zoom in and do, a, you know, it's every angle and every. Then which one did you get? I got the Insta360. The Insta360? Because yeah. they got that adapter with the one inch sensor, don't they? They do, but I went with the newer. Um, I forgot the damn model now. Um, it's it's not the the one that's the modular one. Um, it's the new version of the, you know, all in one one that they yeah. just came out with. Are, are those fuckers not more fragile than goddamn ceramic pottery? I mean, no, I mean, I actually, mine took a, dive <coughs> a couple of days ago. They're kind of rubber coated and whatnot. I'm sure there's companies that make cases for them. Um, if you really wanted to protect them. But, um, the only thing you do have to watch out for is the lenses bulge on them because there it's, because of the wide angle of the lens, the lenses kind of bulge out. So you could scratch the lens very easily, but they sell little stick on plastic lens covers so that if you drop it and it scratches, you're scratching the lens cover and not the lens itself. And then you just pop hmm. it off and put a new one on. But yeah, no, mine took a dump the other day because I, I fell and dropped it and it fucking slid across <laughs> the concrete. And I was like, well, there goes that. I was on my one wheel acting like a dumbass and I shit. told you you're too old for that fucking thing, man. Dude, <laughs> you're going to fall and break a hip. Oh, buddy, I've done falling. <laughs> when you say hard, when you say one wheel, you are talking about a unicycle, right? No, no, no. The, okay. the, it's like a skateboard, but it's got one big go-kart tire in the middle. Oh, that's the one where they're going through the woods. Yeah, you can you can go off road with them. He, he invented it because he was bored. I don't know. Yeah, probably, but they're fun as shit and you can get some crazy footage on them because if you've got a camera and a gimbal and you're sliding, you're using that thing, you can get great shots that you can't get any other way. Cause it, there's, you take all the up and down axis movement out that normally is not removed by a gimbal. You know, you see yeah. using gimbals and you still get the up and down axis movement. I forgot if that's Y or Z or whatever fucking axis that is, but the up and down. So it's Y. 
So you got to do the ninja walk where you're walking all crazy to try to keep it smooth. Well, you get on that thing and you can zip around and you can get some crazy looking shots that look like you got it on like a really expensive dolly. It's nice. Really? Mm-hmm. They're expensive. Well, I'll be damned. You can get on Amazon, order you one of them size one gimbals and a big wheel. <laughs> size one gimbals and a big and a big wheel. Get you a big a wheel. Unibowl. Unibowl. They are proud of them things. <clears throat> they are not cheap. What? So, size one gimbal? No, those damn one wheels. The one wheels. One those wheels. fuckers are expensive. But they are built like a tank. I will say that. <clears throat> those things are built like, they're not built like a lot of this, you know, electric little scoot around shit like the what were them f- fucking things everybody rode for a minute those fucking hoverboard, hoverboard dude yeah. i fucking busted my ass on my sons well dude, this, i went down strong right in the house dude that <laughs> fuck the hoverboards i never could get comfortable in one of those things man i almost killed myself twice and i said i'm out i'm out dude that motherfucker shot out from under me i look like a turtle on the floor that's it <laughs> fucking arms and feet standing straight up there i'm like i'm i'm hurt don't I, touch me was, but yeah. this, you're riding it like a skateboard. You're straddling it like, you know, sideways, like you would a snowboard or a skateboard. So if you've ever been in <laughs> board sports, surfing, skating, snowboarding, whatever, you're more comfortable. Those damn uh, one or hoverboard things, you're standing there like, you know, doing the fucking like segue shit. You know, it's, it's, it never felt right. My kids jumped right on it. They zip around the house, drinking fucking stuff, getting stuff out of the refrigerator, doing this. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't. I think you lose coordination and balance as you get older. You lose a lot of things when you get older. <laughs> like your hair. Like your hair. Right, Tony. It just goes from your head to your back. <laughs> it's awful. So one of the things that, that people are going to want to ask, know from Jeremy is whiskey. Let's talk whiskey because that's kind of your thing, isn't it? It's one of them, yep. You made me yeah. spend a lot of money the last year. I, I, I do spend a good amount of money on whiskey. I do. <laughs> I do like whiskey a lot. So t- top five, that's affordable. I, I hate it when people ask me that. Top three. Top because there's, well, I just hate the, the top anything. <laughs> there's so many good ones out there. It's so hard to pick. In the, the realm of reality here that what most people would buy. From yeah. 20 from, from, from twenty to $50. Uh, well, Woodford Double Oak is always in, in my, my, somewhere in my list if you're talking that price range. Because that's yeah. just, it's just. Bookers. Yeah. I, you know, Booker's a little more expensive. Booker's, I think, normally is going to run you closer. I to, love closer I to love, Hundo. I fucking love Booker's. What is it, Mike? Booker's. I know, but what is it? It's bourbon. I, <laughs> never mind. You lost. You're supposed to go. It's jet fuel for your mind. It is. It is. Hey, that's jet fuel for your damn everything. Because man, that shit lights your ass up. <laughs> it's strong. Booker's, depending on the batch, they do a different batch every year, but you know, it gets up there. It's barrel proof. So I mean, it gets up in, in yeah, it's the, like 127, 126, yeah, 127. The bourbon junkies, they're not a fan of bookers at all. Yeah, no, they don't love it. They don't like any of the beam products that have that kind of nutty profile. And I'm waiting for somebody to tee off on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> got your nutty profile. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just like holding this one up there for them. That beard will look like a glazed donut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here it comes. So, so you guys are all, so you guys are all drinking alcohol that tastes like balls. Because mm-hmm. that's not my that's not my jam. No, that, well, that's why they don't like it. It's not their jam either. They're like, fuck hey. that stuff. It's nutty. Uh, about so l- let's go this route. Also, Old Forester nineteen twenty. That's another one. Uh, if you yeah. had to buy one bottle for twenty five bucks, what would it be? 
Ooh, 25. You're getting, you're getting kind 25, of 30 bucks. Cause that, that's what most people are going to spend on a bottle of fucking. Actually, that they're... price range, my favorite bottle, and it's hard to find. And I think they just got bought by Sazerac. So I don't know that you'll be able to get it anymore, but is um, right there. Early times bottled and bond. Now, not, I reg- cannot find that anywhere. Not regular early times, specifically the bottled and bond, the blue the label. Blue, the blue label, yeah. I can't find That's it. About the I kick and chicken. Is the kick and chicken any good? Is yeah, anybody still drinking? one's good. Yeah. When I did my blind um, taste test on, on some budget bourbons, I think that came in second or third. The kick and chicken? Yeah. 101, not the normal wild turkey, wild turkey 101, which is still like. You can still get it for like twenty dollars, twenty five dollars a bottle. Yeah, like I've had a bottle. You know, Mary used to take shots during the podcast. She doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, she used to. I the do. first like probably three or four podcasts, she'd be seven shots into it by right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, have you tried this yet? No, I've not had that one. This is actually good. This is I like I, a rye. Sometimes I'm, I'm like big on rye. Like I love the the Sazerac rye. But this one might be my favorite. This is the pre-prohibition rye from Jim Beam. And you know, I'm not big on like regular Jim Boy, Beam. that has been bottled a long time. Mm. It's Beam? good though. Beam has been around forever, man. Yo, Beam's, Beamer. Beam's one of the Beam has. Uh, when uh, we're going to have that meetup up here and uh, and well, when we get a fucking date because of COVID, but I was going to take everybody to Woodford. I took Jeremy there. What'd you think of that place? Dude, that place is beautiful. I, you know what still amazes me about Woodford is Woodford is one of these whiskeys that you can literally go in pretty much any liquor store in the United States. As, as far as where I've ever been, there may be some States they don't have good distribution and I'm not for sure, but anywhere I've ever been, Woodford is readily available. Like any liquor store you go in, they got a bottle of Woodford reserve. Yeah. It usually goes pretty quick around here though. Like the double Oak, I may see it in my local liquor store, but usually it's gone. But what about just the normal Woodford? They usually have it. Right. But you can buy that in the two-gallon container. Fast. You yeah, can get yeah. that in a two-gallon container for like $15. Right. Their bottling facility is like, you think it's like this big factory type thing, right? It's like a right. tiny little room. It's it's not a big, huge thing. Like, you're looking at your, how the fuck do they pump this many bottles out of this place? They have one still. I mean, how big was that bottling room? Like It wasn't that big, but 30, they got one still. Days? Maybe 30 by 40. Something yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't that big, but I mean, they got boy. this one still there and the fucking fucking liquors just pouring out of it. Like a fucking fire hose, man. They must cut that shit hard. <laughs> and, and they still roll the barrels around on like these little, um, railroad track looking things that, you know, keep them from rolling off to nowhere, but there's, there's no mechanics there. It's just the track is just to keep the barrel in line with where you're going. Guys just manually roll the barrels around the distillery to the other, you know, aging houses and stuff. And I mean, this is a huge organ. Yeah, these guys are pumping out whiskey left and right. And it's, it's really a pretty small or uh, operation. It's a pretty small thing. When, when Dustin was here, we, it was closed. We couldn't get in, but we rode by castle and key. Oh, and uh, he caught a whiff of the aging barn place. Man. Dude, nothing's no. quite like one of those aging, whatever you want to call it, aging warehouse, aging whatever. And it, it was like it was like three city blocks long too, because we rode by it and it was on our right, and it just like I had the vent open in, in my my helmet, and it just sunk right in there, and it right. was like smelling candy. Yep, uh, <laughs> I think they're they're currently aging their first batch of bourbon at Castle and Key because I think they're known for what their vodka and gin. Yeah, it's a, it's a new distillery. 
So they're it's on the way to Woodford, yeah. I don't know how long it's been aging, but I think their first batch is supposed to release sometime soon. Woodford's that place is beautiful, though, man. It Not was. They, they had a they had a a horse made out of bourbon barrels. Yeah, that was per, that was pretty cool. It was closed. We couldn't get in. We had to stand at the gate like a kid at the candy store. Yeah, the fucking weekend afterward. In. The weekend afterward, they were going to open again for tours. I yeah. was like, God damn it. If I lived in Kentucky, I'd be riding my motorcycle and doing distillery tours, man. I mean, obviously after COVID was over. That was the fucking plan. I was going to do it, but COVID fucked us up. COVID or fucked me up. Everything up, bro. For yeah. So I see on as we're doing this podcast that we're all getting road. We all, yes. we all we are, are getting road. We're all road. The road, road hundred dollar microphone. They're great. Yeah, they are. And what type of uh, what switchboard do you have? What kind of what? Bob, I didn't hear you. Tony said something. Switchboard. What kind of switchboard stuff or whatever do you have? Same one, the same one Tony's got. It's that Roadcaster Pro. Man. Ours is the Scrotecaster. The, the Scrotecaster. Scrotecaster Pro. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a good, I mean, it does anything you could ever want for the kind of stuff that most people do. Shit, yeah, I think, no, it's great. I think even somebody was, you know, pretty professional podcast studio type thing, that thing would work pretty good for. I mean, that thing's, it does a lot of shit. I don't use half the stuff in it. We asked you about whiskey <laughs> and you said you were, you know, men's lifestyle. So now I want to ask you about this one. So um, I just recently started um, getting knives mm-hmm. and I got a new one last week. And so what is your EDC knife? Ooh, so you guys keep asking. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Here's the problem with these questions, right? When you're somebody like me that for a living at this point, I review a lot of this stuff. Right. I I don't have like a go-to because I'm always changing shit out. Right. So when people ask me that question, I'm always like, fuck. But what's your, what's your EDC right now? What's in my pocket right now? Yeah. A a ProTech. Oh, Priya. Okay. And auto ProTech. Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen this one yet? This is the newest one I just got. Have you seen this one? Is that a is that CRKT? It's a CRKT CEO. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've seen that. We were just yeah. talking about that on the. Um, that on looks the like a fucking Alabama sticker right there, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. We were just talking about that on the podcast last night. Uh, the bourbon junkie, uh, Dan. That I was on there with last night. Somebody had just sent him one of those and he was saying that he loves that knife. He likes the form factor of it. He said, I like how thin it is. Yeah. I mean, I got, I have a pretty big hand, mm-hmm. so I can hold on to that thing. You know, the reason they made that, the reason it's called the CEO is it's supposed to be like for, um, dress, right? So yeah, like you, you got on a suit and stuff. It, it, it's so thin and stuff. You can almost put it in like a shirt pocket, a shirt pocket like a pin. Yeah. If you put it in your shirt pocket, it does look just like, just like you have a pen in your pocket, pretty much. It's a lapel pen knife. Pretty much. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a little bit more stout than a pen knife. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> no, they're they're cool. I, I can tell you if you're a CEO or any type of businessman, and you're going to a business meeting and you need to carry a lapel pocket pen knife, you're probably in the wrong fucking line of business. Hey, listen. <laughs> Listen, if somebody mouse off, you might have to cut a bitch. I'm just saying. You might have well, to cut yeah. somebody. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta cut a bitch. That's the truth. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying. But I, I, I don't, I, right now I'm carrying that, but I also really like Benchmade. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Benchmade bug out. That is a great EDC knife. 
Yeah. I have a Boker Kalashnikov too. And that thing is just like a really great, like utility uh, auto knife. I love that thing. And like, you can do anything with it. So if you tear it up, you don't feel too hurt about it. Right. Yeah. Cause it's just inexpensive. Right. Kalashnikov. Like Isn't the, that a rifle? Yeah, it is. AK 47. Yeah. But uh, yeah. they named the knife after the same thing. Yeah, they did. So it's an, it's a rifle knife. No, it's a, it's an auto knife, kind of like what Jeremy had. So it's a push button auto knife, but it's, it's a utility knife. I mean, it's, it, they're not very expensive. They're very uh, stout and you can use it for anything. Jeremy gave me a knife for Christmas one night when you unfold it for Christmas one year. And when you unfolded it, it looked like a fucking machete. Oh, that big son bitch. I mean, that motherfucker was a foot long. <laughs> I mean, it was huge. I still have one. I, I did. They're not practical. They're just fun to have because it really is like a pocket machete. That son of a bitch. When it, I mean, it's that long when it's open. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's serious. It is serious. <laughs> I, I figured you'd be carrying around some damn Damascus Japanese made Hanzo sword knife or something. I figured you'd be carrying around something fancy. Well, I do have a, a Chris Reeve that I just got recently that I, I love those knives. Um, I have a Chris. Hey, Reeve. I heard about him. He's just rolling around. That's Christopher Reeve, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> that will offend somebody. We have to cut that out. <laughs> will for sure offend somebody. <laughs> yes, that will for sure. Offend somebody that, was, that, that, that was, cannot make the podcast. That one hurt. That one stung a little. God. I got a, hey, that was a Tony. There's no line. You can't see the line with that one. It's gone. Oh, zero fucking, line. I just look up and Tony's like, oh. fucking pogo stick right over the line, dude. I mean, that was strong. Do you like the Do you like the Wii knives, Jeremy? They're actually really good. Yeah, really I, I was looking at one of those. That's going to be my next purchase, I think. Oh, they they uh, they make some really good knives for for relatively inexpensive. Who? What you're getting? We yeah we 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 is that what they we. identify as? We they uh, identify as knives. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, they do identify as knives. But yeah, I do really like bench made knives though. That's why I was saying the bug out. That's one of my favorites, man. Everybody should have a bug out. They're yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. And they're not that expensive either. Spider Co's are another one I love. Paramilitary three. Yep. Yep. Can't go wrong with the paramilitary three, man. Can't go wrong. So if you had to ask me favorite knives, I'd probably say Benchmade Bug Out, Paramilitary Three. You want to spend a little more money, Chris Reeve and Kosi or a Sabenza are really, really great knives. Um God damn. I like the knives that you don't have to worry if you, you know, that you can do something with. There, you know, I, I like a nice knife that you can do something with, but you don't have to worry about having it, you know, like ruining it or whatever, you know, that you can use it and, and it, it does its job. What well, was what was that spider co that the tenacious, those are inexpensive. You can get those things for like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. Know. And I mean, they're, they're nice knives and I used to beat the shit out of them. Just buy new ones. Yeah. You can, I mean, well, that's like the Chris Reeve I was talking about. That's the weird thing about Chris Reeve knives, right? Is a lot of times you start getting into that five or six hundred dollar category for knives, you think uh, this isn't going to be a knife that I want to like use daily. But he, they specifically make their knives as workers, right? Like they're they're meant to be used. They're not meant to be babied. They're they're tough. I'm knives. not spending five hundred dollars on a fucking knife. I got motorcycle parts to buy. That's true. <laughs> that- have you have you ever had an Azula Spider? I do. I think Tony actually bought me one of those for Christmas one year. 
think yeah, that's, I might oh, have. Wasn't that sweet? We used to we used to trade knives. Yeah, it was it was uh yeah, an Essie Azula. As Essie, yeah, Essie Azula. Yeah, that was the first. That's probably the first. That was the first knife I bought was the Essie Azula, and mm-hmm. I just liked it. It was red. It's red, and it's like a, a neck knife. Oh yeah. Yep. And I took the I took the uh, the carrier. And I flipped it sideways so I can stick it in the back on the, like it goes uh, sideways along the back of my belt this yeah, way. Carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's not, it's not straight up and down. It goes horizontal. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I love that thing. It, it works great for riding motorcycle because it's above the back of the seat. Cause it, if you carry it on your belt it's above that and above that line and yeah. And, it, it, and she a thick girl with the CC. Oh yeah, for that, sure. Yeah, it's a yeah. stout fucking knife. That thing yep. has the, the 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 gauge on that shit is thick. I mean, yeah. thick. I mean, yeah. there you could take that thing out in the woods and beat a tree down with it if you needed to. You could, you could, yeah, you could, you can for sure. You can split a log with them for. Sure. I've I've done it. Yeah. You just stick it on there and hit it with another log. You, you can split it without a problem. I mean, they're thick. They're, I mean, those are those knives are meant for, right? They're See, for. Yeah. Ryan needs to know how to do that shit in the tundra in case he ever gets caught out in the snow and has got to build a fire. That's right. You got to know what you got to know what to do when you're north of the wall. <laughs> Where is he at? <laughs> I live in um, I live a hundred miles from the Canadian border in Grand Forks, North Dakota. So not far from Peter McKinnon. Yeah. So you're not. You're not. Well, my other buddies, the bourbon junkies, they live up in in uh, Michigan. Yeah. And uh, I think they're. I think he said they're like an hour, a couple hour drive from Peter. Yeah, the, I mean, they're like right across from him. Mich- Michigan, they're a bunch of pussies up there. It's warm in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give him some fucking numbers, Ryan. Just, uh, just right, give him some numbers. Right now, it's, uh, well, it's pretty warm right now. It's negative 12, negative 18 with the wind chill. <laughs> it's pretty warm. That's balmy. I would call balmy. Yeah. Keep It'll playing. be a thir- Thursday night. It's going to be air temperature on Thursday night will be negative 31. It'll be negative 42 with the wind chill on third on Thursday night. Why does anybody uh, live there? Exactly. <laughs> like we keep asking him that like bub, that is not a habitable place. Yeah. We, you know, uh, it's, it, it's a, uh, it's a situation for sure. I mean, what being a guy that is enjoys the old motorcycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hear how many you. months of riding do you get? Well, you gotta, um, I, I bought, I invested in heated gear this year, but, I will ride the first, when I ride in the spring, I'll ride as soon as the snow melts. And my first ride will be under 30 degrees without a doubt. Um, and I, I rode Fuck this year through no, I rode this year through November. And I think the coldest I rode in was, um, 21 probably. So it was in the teens with the wind chill when I was riding for sure. I, I, I swear to God, I don't know how it does it. Cause I got that new bike and I went out and it was below 30. And I came home and it took two days to find my nuts. <laughs> what you do is you tie a string. I mean, they were gone. You tie they a didn't exist anymore. What so. happens? What happens here is it's like uh, your 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 balls become like the Grinch's heart after Christmas. <laughs> they grow three times the, the normal size in the winter time. So that way, when they shrink, they're just like normal balls. But if they actually get warm, they're like they're like coconuts between your legs. You can do, do, do you grow you like a winter sleep. coat on them? Do you get like a winter coat <laughs> like dogs? <laughs> now that is a man that his beard is functional, right? That's right. Yes. That is a exactly. functional beard. That, that's what, that, that's a truth. Like I grow my beard to keep my face from freezing off. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's this is not style. This is function. <laughs> yeah. This is life-saving device right here. Oh, motherfucker. This is the real <laughs> shit. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you're talking to a native Kentucky guy, but really a Florida boy for the most part, right? Yeah, I've been yeah. in Florida since I was 14. Yeah. Have you ever seen a snowblower? Uh, yes, I have. Because I did live in Maryland and stuff when I was younger. Okay. It was cold okay. as a witch's tit up there. So, I mean, it was cold. But, well, I mean, not compared to what the shit you're talking about. <laughs> you live in fucking Siberia, for God's sake. I don't even, I didn't, that's not even a temperature. I've even, that's a science experiment. Okay. That's no. But um, I, when I had my motorcycle, I, if it was under like 50 degrees, I wasn't interested in fucking riding. I'm like, no, nah, it's too chilly. I'll just wait till tomorrow when it warms up to 65. Oh, <laughs> like, I only, when, when it's 50 degrees, I only wear a flannel. <laughs> I wear a flannel and just jeans when it's 50. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, most time here it was jeans and a t-shirt. I mean, you know, it's I didn't. If even, I can't ride in a jeans and a t-shirt, I ain't going. Well, but see, that's <laughs> my thing, right? Is like I was kind of a fair weather rider, and now I'm sure guys like you that are from the north, if you did that, you would only get to ride three weeks a year. So you right for have, sure. But here the weather's so mild most of the year that like when it's bad, you're just like, ah, fuck it, I'll just wait till tomorrow. It's, it's right. It's not like any big deal. Um, yeah, but, so tell them what the temperature was here today, Jeremy. What was it? It was probably, oh shit, I don't even know. It was warm today. I mean, I actually got hot a couple of times. Freaking wee boo 80 degrees here. Yeah, I mean, it was it was warm day. It was, um, what was the 80. temperature? It was 80 degrees here today. Right I now, was sweating. Is, right now, it is 66 degrees. Mother People are probably dying. It's a full, it's a full 80 degrees warmer right right where you guys are than it is 66 right now. Uh, here it wasn't quite 80 degrees. It was like 78 degrees here today. And uh, that's perfect. Yeah. Tomorrow it's 80 Friday at 74, 72. So, I mean, yeah, I mean it, it, you know, we don't get a lot of cold weather here, man. You just, just stop summertime. It's 140 in the summertime. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. Now I will say that's more of a problem here than the cold is, just in the summer it's fucking hot and it's miserable yeah. and sportsters put off a lot of heat jeremy oh. you showed us this man card you had made mm-hmm. now I've, I, I've seen these now where did this idea come from well you know it was one of those things that everybody does merch and stuff and a lot of do people do challenge coins mm-hmm. challenge coins you've seen challenge coins yeah. and um <clears throat> i want to do something different than just a challenge coin like everybody else. I'm like, what the hell can we do? And the guy I work with, I don't remember if it was him that came up with the idea or me. We were on a call just brainstorming, like, what can we do that's like a challenge coin but isn't a challenge coin to make it a little different and unique? And then we were joking around about turning in your man card, you know, because we do a lot of man-centric hobbies and stuff on my channel. And we were like, well, hey, wait a minute. What if we just did like a card instead of a coin, right? Same thing, made of metal. It's stamped in all brass. Actually, it's solid brass. And um, just made a man card. Like, it's kind of a joke almost, you know, like turning your man card kind of thing. Um, and we're like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? That'd be fun. It'd be a cool little collectible thing for people. Uh, challenge coins. All that stuff in general is really just for collecting, right? I mean, some people carry them, but most people don't carry around. Yeah, this is absolutely worthless. I mean, yeah, you can't carry <laughs> you it. It's, not. Use it. it's a paperweight. I have seen it. <laughs> I have seen people carry it and I'm like, dude, hats off, hats off. If you're going to, oh, it's fucking heavy, heavy, man. It's solid brass, bro. Yeah. It's heavy. It's not a zinc plated type thing that you get a lot of those things because it's cheaper to do zinc. Um, that is a solid hunk of brass that's stamped. It is heavy as fuck. You didn't fuck around with the quality. When I saw that, it looked straight up 
like a 1991 Fleer gold foiled baseball card. Is like. <laughs> I, have, I have one of those. It's got Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle on it. Oh, man. Bam. That's probably worth some. I, I, I will say this about the man cart. The presentation was pretty impressive. The way it was packaged and shit. <gasps> it was really impressive. Oh my God. What is it that they used to, what, uh, it's the curled up wood shavings. It's not dilly dilly. Saw it's a dust? damn, it. nope. It's a, it's a English, it's a English term and it's wood. It's wood. It's like, um, uh, wood packaging, not Haas and pfeffer. Hang on. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Haas and pfeffer. I thought that was a beard. <clears throat> Haas and pfeffer. Isn't that a beard? No, it's, it's, it's wooden, wooden packing. Like you would find it in a crate. I know what you're talking about. Those wood shavings they used to pack stuff in. For wood. Like, before bubble wrap was a thing. Right? Shaving for packing. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those where it's like a, it's a, um, Excelsior. Excelsior. Where Excelsior. That's like a sword. Yeah, it does. It sounds like Excalibur. Yes, yeah. Excalibur. But did did you have anything to do with the packaging, or was it all them? No, uh, I was the one that came up. I said I wanted a wax stamp on it, just to kind of give it that old world kind of feel and give it. It was really that cool. Was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Something yeah. different. Um, <laughs> Chad picked out the boxes and then the the ropey twine stuff that we kind of seal it with to kind of stick with that old world kind of. It was, know, it was a cool presentation. Um, but yeah, the guys that I work with at exclusive that do that stuff, they, they do a really good job with that shit, man. They, they, they've been doing this stuff for a long time and they're big into not making it a whole experience, right? So it's not just you're buying a product and it comes in just a cardboard box with some bubble wrap, like making it a whole unboxing experience where the packaging's nice and you enjoy opening it and it's a whole, whole thing, right? I got you. So is there anything new coming down the pike you, you want to tell people about? You got anything new coming? Uh, uh, well, for whiskey people, there's some Glen Karens dropping probably next Friday. It's engraved Glen Karens that'll have my logo on them. People have been asking for those because I put out that we put made them that, on the bottom, like down here. No, we put them, put them on the um, I don't know if, we, I don't know if you're gonna be able to see it or not because this. Like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, see, oh, those, are, those are pretty nice. Um, we made those hand blown whiskey glasses, um, but you know, those things were expensive because they were. I mean, it took the guy that made them like 30 or 40 minutes a piece to make each glass because they're hand blown. Damn. Um, so they were expensive. Um, so people were saying, they're like, yeah, that's great, man. But like, I can't afford to buy whiskey glasses that expensive. Can you come out with a cheaper option? So I was like, yeah, we can do some Glen Cairns and, and get them engraved because you can do those a lot cheaper because they're, you know, mass manufactured. They're not made by a guy. Um, yeah. So we got You can those. just cut something out on a cricket and lay it over there and use glass etching. And you, make can, it. you can. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we got those coming out. What else is coming out soon? Oh, the flask is coming out before. I think this is coming out in like a month or so. Hey, where do people get all this really nice man stuff? Um, on my website or on Exclusive's website. Um, you can go directly. Exclusive has a page for me on theirs, or I link directly back to Loot Exclusive from my website, just jeremysires.com. There you go. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So He's got some cool your- shit. Hats, shirts, whatever. 
right Discord friends, FTP's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5DirtyBikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. All right, everybody, we're going to take a Discord question for Jeremy. If you guys want to join the Discord, make sure you go over to 5DirtyBikers.com, hit on the contact page, and that'll take you right to our Discord. And how much does it cost, Mike? It's motherfucking free. It don't it cost you a dime. It's free. Free. Tony. Miss, Miss Mary's going to read our question today. Tony, is it free? Fucking free. <laughs> okay, this question comes from Bri the Biker. He says, my question is, as someone that's trying to learn to do more cinematic videos, is there something that I should strive to use more? Is it using a gimbal? Is it using only primes? Or is there a tool that I should have to force myself to be more creative? That's the first part of the question. All right. Oh, that's Everybody. a multifaceted. I have yeah. one question for you in 67 parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to school. Yeah. <laughs> 67 parts. There's, there's <laughs> getting, and you know, the whole term cinematic footage is kind of one of those things. It's, it's kind of, it's like, what does that really mean? Right. A lot of people have different versions of what cinematic is. Um, shit trying to think of how to answer that well prime lenses definitely are not necessary for cinematic footage i know a lot of guys that shoot a ton of that stuff and they don't shoot primes just because they don't feel like changing their lens every time they want to change focal length having uh uh you know a faster glass so something like in a you can get a nice zoom lens with like a 2.8 aperture in it because you do usually in cinematic i'm doing quotation fingers uh or filmic footage it's usually that depth of field, right? So you're going to want, like, you guys can't see, but Tony's got his backgrounds all blurred and he's in focus because he's probably using a low f-stop lens. Um, so that's important, but you don't have to get prime lenses to achieve that. Like I said, you can do that with a 2.8 and a zoom lens and then get like a 24 to 70. And then you've got a bunch of focal ranges in one lens. You don't have to switch it out. You still have a low enough f-stop to, to get that depth of field look for cinematic footage. So primes, I would not say is a thing. Gimbals are good. Uh, definitely, if you want smooth footage, for sure, gimbal or a slider or some kind of something like that to get the bobbles out because it's kind of hard to make it look cinematic when it's shaking around uh, a lot. I was about to say some inappropriate shit. About you can say it. That's fine. I decided to cut that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but um, so, yeah, gimbals and sliders are helpful. But also with today's cameras, a lot of them with uh, in-body stabilization and stuff, you can get pretty smooth handheld shots if you're just careful with how you're shooting and, you know, use the in-body stabilization with a lens that's stabilized. You couple a, a body that has in-body stabilization with a lens that has stabilization and then you can get some pretty damn smooth footage that the little bumps and stuff that are left in it, you can do a little stabilization in post and, and get it. With the technology that GoPros use, and I mean, they do pretty good on their image stabilization. <laughs> it is G GoPro is crazy, man. You could be twitching around like crazy with that thing. <laughs> but um, GoPro just it's so easy. Michael could do it. GoPro no. because it does it. It's all in focus though, so it's hard to get like cinematic looking footage with a with a GoPro though. I've seen people do it. I never could do it. Every time I shoot with the GoPro, it looks like shit. It's never hard. It's hard to get good footage out of a GoPro. Well, you watch those fucking GoPro ad reels and they get it. You well, I mean, if the fucking sun's <laughs> out, if it's a perfectly sunny day, you can get good footage. But if it's cloudy and or if it's dark, it's, it's really hard. Right. High get shit that, that looks good. 
But I, Brian, I, he's after, you know, I think he's more, he, he's talking about the crispy footage. You, well, you know, you know what I mean? Shooting, shooting in like a log profile allows you a lot of kind of tweaking in post where you can get the, because a lot of what produces like a cinematic looking shot, right? Is like the color grade and kind of the, the color depth and the dynamic range that you get with certain cameras and the low, the, the short, shallow depth of field and all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, shooting with fast glass, shooting a log profile so you can get creative with your color grade and have a good dynamic range on the shot, all that kind of stuff adds to it a lot. Well, that was the second part of his question. He said, also, what are your thoughts on the best way to learn color grade correctly and then he says p.s i hate that you can make ice cubes look so sexy love your work <laughs> thank you um <laughs> that fucking uh, ice video still chaps my ass well dude, you know, what's funny <laughs> is, is the i mean audio. the motherfucker made a video on ice and got how many views off of it i don't even know i mean it's fucking making ice yeah dude but everybody wants clear ice for their whiskey bro fuck um, the educational videos usually do well because you're you're providing the person that's watching your video with some information. You're not just on there just I chat my ass. I saw that. I saw this motherfucker just made a video about ice. Trying to see where that video is at. One point five million views. One point five. Yeah. But what's funny about that is my audio making ice making ice audio on that video was horrible. I was in my kitchen. It's very echoey in there. It's very hard to get good audio in my kitchen. Um. But uh, <clears throat> all that stuff, you know, your color grade, shooting in log, um, shooting in low frame rates helps. Uh, so what's the what's the tips on color grading? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> My color grades are fucked up a lot of the time. I, I tell you what, the one thing I have started doing lately that has made my color grading a lot better is using a color card before I shoot. So they have like these things called, um, I think it's Right Color is the company. They're called Color Checkers. I don't think there's one in here right now. I'd show it to you, but it's it's basically a little color checkers, like red and black. Huh? Oh, you mean <laughs> I like checkers like the <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, the, That's uh, what color checkers are. It, 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 no, a color checker. Like it's to check. I know, red and black. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but it's it's a little thing that has all the colors on it and all the different shades of, of white and black on it. And you hold it up in front of your camera prior to shooting. So that way in post, you can use your software to gauge your color because you have something in there to, to judge off of. Um, I was telling you about it, Tony. Yeah, no, it, it works. And you know, that software that you told me about. Um, Cinema Grade. Cinema Grade. They yeah. have a plugin in Cinema Grade that it actually has an overlay that fits directly over the color checker and there's little dots that go into each one of the squares. And then you just click a button and it automatically tunes your footage. So your white balance is good. All your colors are accurate and everything's good. Just one click done. Huh. That's fucking pretty nice. It that is. That would be helpful. It is very helpful. So that would be my biggest piece of advice with color grading is use one of those, try to get your exposure as close as you can in camera and try to get your white balance because I don't care how good you are at color grading, your white balance is fucked up. You're going to play hell getting that image to look right. And also with log footage, you almost want to overexpose a little bit, don't you? Uh, depending on what log profile you're shooting in. If you look up on the website for all the different log profiles, they'll tell you what the recommended exposure is. 
sometimes they'll tell you expose a little to the right. Sometimes they'll tell you expose a little to the left or they'll tell you to hit it dead on whatever, but all, the different profiles grade differently according to different things. So they'll, they'll, yeah, because log can get noisy. Log can get noisy. It's gotten better. Like S log three is pretty, pretty awesome. Some of the newer cameras, you can use S log three and it's really, really good. I don't I have, heard. I heard that if you eat more fiber, your logs aren't as noisy. I don't, I don't know. Actually, they're noisier. I was about to say, I've heard they're a little more noise. They hit the water <laughs> force, Muddy. They come out like a brick. Hey, if you, if you put toilet paper in the water before you take one of those mass explosions, the surface tension is less on the water and it won't splatter and make that bad, harsh sound. It won't, and it won't. Also, and you won't get Poseidon's kiss. You won't no. get Poseidon's kiss. I hate that. I'm telling you. There's nothing worse Man. than that. Jeremy, here's a question I got for you. What's that? Let's talk thumbnails for just a minute. Um, it seems like, I don't know if it's a trend or not, but a lot of people put text in their thumbnails. Uh-huh. You don't follow that path. No. Is, is, is that something by design or is that something like you learned that works better for content? You know, I may not be the right person to ask on some of this stuff because I go against the grain on a lot of things. And maybe if I didn't, I would be at a million subscribers at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just kind of do things my way, the way I like to do them. Mm-hmm. I don't like a clutter fucked thumbnail with a bunch of text all over it and all that. I've done it in the past. Some, when I was doing tech and stuff, I tried it out, but then when I would look at it, I just, I didn't like it. I enjoyed, t- I like photography along with videography, right? So if I spend a bunch of time crafting a nice photograph to put as the thumbnail, I don't want to put a bunch of fucking text over it and not be able to see the photograph that I spent an hour taking and editing in Lightroom and all that shit. Like, you know, so I just, I don't, um, that's not the recommendation. A lot of people give though. You know, if you watch, videos and people best way for best way to make a thumbnail. They say to make it bright and, you know, make a fucking stupid face because that's apparently the thing everybody on YouTube does all <laughs> you have to have the O face on every video. That's everybody says to do that. Mm. Make so, it stand out. Do, do we have any other questions or was that all we had? That was all of the discord questions. Well, that was pretty easy. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm actually surprised you had any questions because I, I wouldn't imagine. I don't know. I, I don't know how much of your crowd gives a shit about all this. Well, stuff. there's a lot of people on our Discord that's starting. That's that's either in YouTube or wanting to start YouTube, and they always have a lot of questions of, you know, how do I get started? How do I get started right? What kind of equipment? Yeah, a lot of know, people stuff are like diving that. into the to the camera lenses and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and then they're <laughs> starting to get into bodies and lenses and things like that. All right, everybody, just in case you didn't know or don't remember, the Five Duty Bikers podcast is donating 100% of our February Patreon dollars to the Forgotten Angels charity in for with Weems Motoco. So um, for those of you that don't know, Jared Weems built a custom Triumph motorcycle based off of a David Mann painting, and he's giving that away. Um, so all you need to do is go to Weems Motico or Forgotten Angels Tampa, and you can buy a ticket for that for $25 and you can win your opportunity to get this custom made motorcycle. What we are doing is donating hundred percent of our Patreon dollars to the Forgotten Angels charity. So if you want to be a part of that and support the five Dirty bikers podcast at the same time, then you can sign up for our Patreon and know that we are going to be donating 100% of those proceeds from our February Patreon dollars to the Forgotten Angels charity. So the other thing we always like to do is we like to thank our um, 
our top tier patrons every week. And so um, we'll go ahead and do that. And I also have two new patrons that I need to mention. So our top tier patrons are Matt, Chris, Kenneth, Andrew, Mike, Philip, Robbie, Matt, and Walter. So thank you guys all very, very much for being top tier patrons. And our newest patrons are Dwayne Denny's. Denny's? I, I, I don't know if I pronounced that right, Dwayne. I'm really sorry if I didn't. You can correct me. Send me a you message. You can get a Grand Slam breakfast there. Moon's over my hammy. <laughs> Maybe you can. And our, another new patron is uh, Wind Road Therapy. And I believe that she's from Florida. So She is. Her name is Desiree. Hey, Desiree. So, so thank you guys very much. And I do believe uh, Mary told us that um, Desiree is a retired police officer. So for those of you, thank you very much, Desiree, for your service and for serving and protecting all of our communities. We very much appreciate that. But anyway, we just like to thank our patrons. Thank you guys so much for all of your support and supporting the Five Dirty Bikers podcast and everything that we're doing and allowing us to do things like we did a couple months ago, which was upgrade all of our mics so we can continue continue to bring you guys the best quality podcast that we possibly can. So when I say fuck off, you can hear it just fine. Five point oh digital digital Dolby, uh, whatever it's called. It's fucking fucking it. there it, it is. <laughs> and ne- and next week we're going to talk about this fucking new Indian motorcycle that just came out. Man, so, hey, and depending on how many speakers you got, it could be in seven point one Dolby digital. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, those motherfuckers hey. dropped a bomb on us. Hey, hey. Speaking of puffing on a hog leg until the swelling goes down. <laughs> and now it's time for the with banana mono word of the day it's like jet fuel for your mind the word of the day is stoke a stick <laughs> stoke a stick yeah. I think that's what Jeremy's doing right now. I was going to say, I, I, he's over there stoking on one right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Ryan's like, I'm that's where he's going with this. <laughs> Ryan had to bounce on that one. He goes, that reminds me. <laughs> I forgot. He's stoking on his, just then. He's pushing on his bladder. It's making him feel like he has to pee. So what's a stoke stick? Uh, spelling is... S T upside down E dash K A S dash T I K. Scrabbles would be to schwa to schwa cast talk. <laughs> that didn't help me, Mike. Okay. As you can <clears throat> that one. <coughs> <laughs> What do you got a pube stuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was stoking the wrong stick. Apparently. He sure was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I got a I got a beard scroat hair stuck in my throat. Um stoke a stick is an adjective. It's Greek. Comes from mid. 17th century first and only definition is randomly 
determined. Determined. Semicolon. Having a random probe ability distribution or pattern that may be analyzed. (laughs) Statist statistically stat stat god damn that's a big word but may not be predicted precisely that's a hell of a definition i heard that's, random anal probing yeah, I, yeah strategically probing i still don't have a fucking clue what that word <laughs> none of us do Randomly, de- randomly determined, having a random probability, randomly determined semicolon, having a random probability distribution or pattern that may be analyzed statistically, but may not be predicted precisely. So it could be analyzed, but you can't predict when it's going to happen. And I like the the thing Jeremy was talking about earlier, where the where the toad came out. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah. So stoke a stick. So you could. So the probability is high that someone could use a mini Louisville Slugger baseball bat, but you can't determine exactly when that would happen. That's unfortunate. But, that's a stoka stick. I think I would like to know if something like that was going to happen so I could prepare for it. I know. At you would think so. relax a little bit. Yeah. I can prep. <laughs> prep up. Have something to bear down on a little bit. Something. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. That's aggressive. Okay. Here, I thought Sto- it was like keeping your cigar lit. Stoka stick. Yeah. Stoker stick. Hmm. It's a You do something with a stick. That's for sure. You stoke it. You stoke stoke the fire. You got to stoke yeah. the fire. Yeah. Stoke that fire. She's a redhead. She got a fire in the bush. Hmm. <laughs> Iron Hole. You're, you're going to have good good luck editing this one, Ryan. Hey, Tony. Yes. My question is, is he going to have any usable footage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all usable. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we got it. It's all good. Hey, Tony. Yes. Would you like for me to use stoke a stick in a sentence? Yes, I would. Okay. All right. Examples of stoke a stick in a sentence. I painted stars on my ceiling in a stoke a stick pattern. <laughs> that still didn't help. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Long pause. Sec- okay. Se- second example of stoke a stick in a sentence. Matthew excelled at statistics, especially when he could analyze stoke a stick patterns. Michael's got a situation. Matthew. Matthew's got a situation. Mm. Anal patterns. That sounds kind of nice. Yeah, you still, you've completely lost me on this word. Usually I can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. 
butterflies in the anus. <laughs> Give you twice the brainers. <laughs> I'm glad he's got on headphones. <laughs> I'm super Take nervous. a look. It's in a book. The porno come show. <laughs> yeah, Stoke I can't make the podcast. <laughs> All right. Stoke a stick. S T O C H A S T I C. Stochastic. Yeah. I just took Mike's line. Yeah. 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 Stoke a stick. Mm hmm. Stoke a stick. Yeah. Or starch ass. Swallow a stick. (laughs) 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 Talking about line stepper. (laughs) Yeah, that can't make the podcast. I apologize. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) I apologize ahead of time for that one. Here, baby Jesus, I apologize. If you come come out of that, you might be getting your stomach popped. And that has been the word of the day. Keep it dirty, riders. We'll see you next time on the FDB Podcast.